reaching up and making the grab. Odell Beckham Jr. Stafford buys time. Protection is good. And so is the pass. Henderson came out of the backfield. Jefferson in motion. Henderson, nice cutback. Stafford rolling and throwing. Caught, caught, touchdown. Stafford caught on the run. Caught, who else? Out of the slot to the right, looks that way, fires that way, but makes the grab at about the 18 yard line. Pass, cut, got it, touchdown. Burrow trying to keep it going, gets spun down, gets it away, and incomplete. It looked like P. Ryan might have had a shot to make the grab, but the Rams now. Running down to celebrate with a defensive play. Guess who? Guess of course. Who? I mean, you don't even have to think about it. Do not even have to think about it. Pointing to the ring finger. Hey, everyone. Uh, welcome to another East Coast Rams podcast. I'm Ashton here with Zach. Uh, how you doing, Zach? Nice uh, summer week. Uh, we're doing a shorter kind of type of podcast, uh, but some big news, and we'll kind of get into that. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Um, you know, wish it was better uh, after last night's game, but uh, we'll dive into that in a bit. Other than that, it's going all right. But uh, you want to just dive into the news? We'll start with the news uh, first. Let's start with the big news. Yes. Uh, so big news is Rams – have made a trade. Uh, now, I know uh, some fans were hoping for a trade with Taylor. Some fans were not wanting to hear anything about Jonathan Taylor. Uh, don't worry. They traded for O-linemen. Yay. Everyone wants the Rams to have a lot of O-line depth. Uh, it looks like they're going for a starting guard, Zach. Uh, so we trade from the Pittsburgh Steelers, Kevin Dotson. And two picks, uh, and trade away two higher picks. So basically, we get an O lineman and we trade away a 24 fifth round pick and a 25 sixth round pick. And uh, we receive all that and we trade away a 24 fourth round pick, sorry, and a 25 fifth round pick. So we're basically uh, choosing the trade back, uh, in from the fourth round to the fifth round one draft year and the draft year after that from the sixth round or from the fifth round to the sixth round. So we're, we're trading back uh, two consecutive drafts, uh, latish picks. They're not seven round picks, but they're latish. What's your initial reaction to this, Zach? It's a, not, not a lot given up in this guy. Uh, yeah. This guy started all 17 games last year for Pittsburgh. He is 26 years old, um, playing all snaps for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And apparently he tied Zach Martin for four fewest pressures allowed. And this is all uh, from Stu Jackson of the Rams.com. Uh, what do you make of this uh, trade? 
No, I think this is a I think this is a great move. Um, you know, O-line has been something that we really wanted to focus on this offseason. I know a lot of people are worried about the defense, and I understand that. We could talk about that in a minute. But um, but the goal of this this coming season was to protect Matthew Stafford, to give him time to make the plays. Cause we know Matthew Stafford when he's at, when he is able to, he's able to make the best plays out of probably any quarterback, you know, in the league. And so really having that O-line, having that defense is really something that the Rams really want to focus on. And I think they did with this pick, like you mentioned, they're not really losing any draft picks. They're just pushing their draft picks back. So in, in reality, I, this is just, it's a smart move. It's a smart move by less need to really figure out a way to be able to bring in that depth, bring in that veteran experience. And, you know, I, when I was kind of reading through it, I think he was even one of the best pass blockers um, on the Steelers offensive line all last season. So um, kudos to them to try to figure something out to really be able to up this offensive line game. Uh, how about you? What, do you? what are your initial thoughts about the the whole situation? Um, So I, I need to dig because, guys, this broke, like, I think an hour before we uh, scheduled to uh, record. So uh, still kind of soaking it all in. Um, I was listening to 11 Personnel podcasts, and I think Jordan Rodriguez was bringing up a lot of good points kind of about, like, how the Rams were trying to sit and see what was going to happen with no boom uh, potentially if he was going to be a little bit too late with his injury situation uh, that they were going to look into other things uh, like starting at right guard. I think Ingram was an option there uh, that they were thinking about going with. And this kind of tells me Zach that they were not happy with the starting five. Um, there could be other things. It could be the fact that no boom had a second injury on top of his Achilles and they haven't really told the public how bad that is. Uh, I hate kind of like, I I don't like talking about stuff that we don't know in stone. Right, Zach, I hate speculating. So I'm going to try not to do that. All I'm going to say is this gives the appearance and we could be fully wrong. Uh, that they weren't happy with their starting five. Uh, now, it is a good deal. It isn't like they traded a first or second round pick for a like all-star caliber guard. I think they traded for a good guard, and they gave up, in my opinion, not a lot for a guy if you're very, very, very uh, into this guard. I don't see the reason why not to pull that trigger. Now, he did play left guard in Pittsburgh, and switching sides isn't always the easiest. Uh, that's kind of why I think, Zach, that it could have issues with what they believed uh, the depth chart was at guard. And I know they've been rotating people through. Uh, Logan Bress had a few s- seconds in there, and he's clearly kind of falling down the depth chart. No boom um, could potentially be falling by the wayside because of his injuries, not necessarily his skill set. Uh, what do you make of that, Zach? Do you, what do you think the rationale is for this trade? Yeah, I mean, like you said, they are the the 
the starting five offensive linemen is still undecided. We still don't really know who is going to be the starting five. Um, obviously, we think Steve Avila is going to be the lock. We have Rob Havenstein as the lock. Um, but there are still a few positions. The center position, it's either going to be Brian Allen or Coleman Shelton. Not really sure how that's going to how that's still going to turn out. If it's Brian Allen, well, then Coleman Shelton can kind of transition back to his normal spot. Um, but really, I mean, I think this is really looking at, yes, it could look at Logan Bruss potential cut, but I think it really does look at no boom. Um, and even the potential of Ankrum. Um, those are the two spots that I think this, that, uh, Dotson could really fill in. And, and so, you know, those would be the, the areas that I would look at to see, you know, potential cut. Well, I wouldn't say they would cut Ankrum. I think he would still stay there, but I could see no boom exiting, uh, sooner rather than later. And maybe it's with a trade. Yeah, I just don't see who would trade for Noteboom unless if we're like, unless if we're trading picks to get rid of him. Uh, now there could be some teams that value him. Um, I just don't know the trade market like off top of my head what that would look like. Like you're talking about a reasonably really good guard that I believe is cheap and uh, I'll look up his uh, contact or his contract here while you uh, respond. Uh, but I just don't believe that no boom has shown that he's been worth it. Now, me and you both, we didn't disagree with them handing no boom that contract. Maybe we said at the time that it shouldn't have been as high, uh, but overall, we wanted them to give him a contract. He every time he had played for the Rams up to that point showed promise, right? Um, not the same as playing a full uh, starting spot, but he showed promise, and uh, we thought he had earned a second contract. It was probably a little high, but we had seen in 2019 the Rams struggle O line, so we wanted to keep him and didn't want to lose another player. Uh, after losing our right guard in uh, 22 uh, to free agency. So uh, what do you make of all that, Zach? And uh, do you think no boom is on his way out because of skills or is it because of his contract or is it a combination of both or is it injuries? It could be that they found out he can't come back for like six, seven weeks and they're like, we don't have a starting caliber right guard. Yeah, I mean, it, you're you're kind of exactly right. Um, it's just such a weird, weird thing that that he fall that no boom falls onto. I mean, he still gets praise. Like even to this day, even in this last week, he still gets praises by Andrew Whitworth. Andrew Whitworth, who you know he pretty much blessed, saying yes, he is the guy to fulfill me fulfill my spot going forward. And he just wasn't, um, you know, yes, it was, he started getting the injury bug and things like that, but you know, it, it's, it's just, it's just weird. Sean McVay hasn't even really told us why he hasn't been practicing. He says, Oh yeah, it's nothing related to that one injury, but he still hasn't been played to his fullest. Um, so in, in practices. So what is the deal? There has to be something, there has to be, either another injury that they're just not talking about, or they're really just not happy with the performance. And, you know, you, we just don't know. We just don't know. Yeah. 
So he's on his last year of his rookie contract at 2.7 mil cap hit. Um, that means he has to be re-signed after this year. It kind of makes a little bit more sense why he was so cheap if he was getting really consistently good grades. It seems like the Steelers didn't want to pay him. Um, so it kind of it kind of changes the calculus a little bit, Zach, in the sense of do you think the Rams pay Dotson? And if they do pay him, like, are they going to keep on paying no boom 40 mil to sit on the bench? Uh, it's a very weird situation because uh, yeah. I, I think Dotson has proven more than no boom in his NFL career. Yeah. But I mean, just, just also think that I don't know if Dotson's going to be week one starter. Uh, it's going to depend on how things all transpire over the next two weeks, two, two and a half weeks, two weeks, um, and and before the first game in Seattle. So, you know, we got to be hesitant because there's still a whole playbook that he is going to have to learn and things like that. So, you know, will he be week one starter? Not sure, um, but I think it's 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 a, he's under his rookie deal, so they don't have to decide until the end of the season. They're going to see how he performs. It's going to be how any other prospect really is going to go through the process. They're going to, they're going to try him out. If he does really well, maybe they'll think on signing him for, you know, a one, another one year deal, depending on how things go, or maybe they'll do a long-term deal. But again, the Rams want value. And if they don't see value in you, then they're not going to keep you. And so I don't think they really have to make a decision right now. It's just going to be on the way he performs. And, you know, we're going to be, you know, our eyes, all Rams fans eyes are going to be, you know, locked in on this offensive line and especially at this position and, and really going to, you know, evaluate him in the position week by week. Um, so it's, it's all just going to depend on what we see coming down the road. Yeah. And I think uh, we have given credit to uh, less need. Uh, we give him a lot of flack too. Uh, he has made mistakes as GM, uh, but I think me, both me and you have given a lot of credit to Snead for the way he has handled and pivoted off of mistakes. Um, he has signed bad contracts. I think his contract actually awards have been probably the thing he's worst at picking and choosing who he gives contracts to. Uh, but like, he's always willing to pivot off of that. He's always willing to move on from a mistake and not keep on playing a guy who clearly is not, worth starting right um continuously i'm not talking about a guy who goes through like a bad phase of his game i'm talking about someone who's clearly not up to that la rams standard and um pivoting off of mistakes is very critical in leadership and some gms get afraid to do that because that means you're admitting that you made a mistake in the first place uh mm -hmm. and you know we just saw San Fran do this with Trey Lance. That GM is admitting he made a mistake, uh, probably doing it for a culture thing, trying not to keep Trey Lance to help, you know, make that locker room less toxic. Uh, but either way, I'm not saying no boom is making the locker room toxic. I'm just saying, like, necessarily, if he's not a fit for his contract and they're not going to start him, you don't want all the other starting linemen 
in your positions to look back and see the guy on the bench making 10 times your salary. That that gets a little awkward. It's one thing if the guy next to you who's been proven in the league for eight years starting like Havenstein, it's one thing if he's making 10 times than you and you're a rookie or you're uh, un, you know, a free agent for most of your career and you look over and you're like, okay, I expect that guy to make that much. Mm-hmm. But if I'm starting over someone and I look at the bench, I don't want to see that guy making more than me. Uh, yeah. That's just like natural human instinct. Um, it doesn't mean no boom is a bust. It doesn't mean no boom isn't necessarily worth that money. Uh, it just means at this point in time, he didn't win that starting job. And that complicates everything. His injury makes it everything even more complicated because they were trying to force him into a right guard spot, which we don't know if he would have been, he could have been great at. He could have been very bad. We just don't know. He never played there. So uh, it there's a, it's a very nuanced situation, a very complicated situation. And uh, I don't think people are given that kind of nuance credit. Uh, there's a lot of things that can go wrong uh, in the NFL with O-linemen. And um, it looks and like the Rams saw it all and the Rams saw it all last year. They saw all the problems that, you know, an offensive line that just keeps getting injury bug after injury bugged. And so, you know, to your point, yeah, they, they, they kind of understand and they wanted to take precautions uh, in case this happened. Yeah. So, so good move. It was, I think it's a great move. I think a lot of Rams fans were really hoping that they would have done um, a trade maybe on the defense to get it more, maybe, everyone's screaming edge. I'm screaming edge. I want them to get an edge rusher. Um, I want them to figure out something on the D line to help Aaron Donald out to, to cause more pressure. Um, that's not happening yet. They still have plenty of time to go. Uh, like I said, we had two weeks really before the, the week, uh, the opener. Um, and so maybe we'll see some more things, especially once all teams get under the 53, uh, man roster. So we will definitely keep an eye out on that. Um, anything else you want to say before we kind of transition? Uh, no, I think it still kind of shows that the front office has a little bit of that trade bug still in there. Uh, so I think, uh, and we'll talk about this in future pods, uh, the way they have kind of changed their strategy for team building, uh, doesn't mean they have completely altered their identity as a whole, right? I still think this is a team that's going to at least try to attack things that they think have a need. They're going to try to attack aggressively and try to find solutions instead of just sit there and do nothing. So I think uh, people in the fan base should at least feel a little comfort. doesn't mean they'll make the right move, but it means they'll at least try to do something whether fans yeah. see that or not is a separate issue. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, the Rams, I think are really focused on their offense. They want to be able to, they want to have an uh, entertaining offense. They want to have a offense that, you know, was better than what we saw last night. Um, and so we're, I don't want to break down the whole, the whole Raiders or the Raiders uh, Broncos um, game. It was, it was dreadful. Absolutely terrible. There's, there was really no bright spots in that whole entire thing other than maybe our punter. Um, 
probably the only bright spot of the whole thing. So I don't really want to go over that unless there's anybody specifically you want to go over. Um, I mean, Stetson Bennett, he's not the guy. He's not the guy right now. I'm not saying he's never going to be the guy. He's never going to be QB2. But this last this last night's performance was he was not making good throws. He was it just it wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. So that's my opinion. I think they need to go look for somebody, but to help them out, I don't know if our two other ones ripen and Ben or in win. I don't really think those are the QB two guys either. But it is what it is. What are your thoughts about last night's game? Um. So let's talk about uh, Bennett for a little bit. I, I think some of it is overreaction. He didn't play good. Uh, let's let's start off with obvious. Played terrible. Two awful throws. Uh, one could have been miscommunication, but that's still on him to know the playbook and make sure his wide receivers understand the play. Uh, it, irregardless, they were bad, and his other throws weren't any much better. Um, yeah, I mean, he I mean, only had, he had nine attempts in the first half, like he couldn't get anything going, and yeah. it's just that's that's bad. That's that's really bad. Yeah, but we had to put this in a context. He is a rookie. I would understand. If this was like John Wolford and he's been in for two or three years in the NFL and he puts in a performance like this. Yeah, this but we're guy, expecting we're expecting him to be QB2. Like that's just it does is whatever we think about this, we're thinking of this as he is QB2. This isn't a veteran who's been in the league for 15 years. Like, you know, I'm I'm fine having him on the roster. I'm fine with him being there to learn because he is a rookie, like you said. But in all aspects and everything that we've heard from training camp um, and all the practices and everything is that he is QB2. But he's been QB2. Like, Ripon hasn't been QB2. Wynn isn't QB2. It's always been Stenson Bennett is QB2. And so that's just where I'm like, I want him to, he's going to be on the team. He's going to be on the roster. He's going to make the cut. Have no problems about that. But I think they need to go find someone to truly be QB two for this season. So go ahead, I'll I'll let you go, and I won't I won't interrupt you. No, 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 it's fine. Um, I think people just need to understand that you got to be patient with these late round pick QBs. It doesn't mean they will all pan out. He could not pan out at all. He could be a terrible QB in the NFL. Uh, but he was late for a reason. Um, he has a lot of upside, but he has a lot of growth when it comes to reading the game, executing plays, timing in the NFL, reading NFL defensive coverages. Like uh, it just a lot goes into playing QB in the NFL level. And I, I feel like people just instantly want to tear him down because of two preseason games. I, I think that's a little premature. Uh, he's going to have to grow. Uh, he is hasn't grown in the preseason, and that's disappointing, and I think that is troublesome. It doesn't bode well, but it isn't his whole story. He's going to have to do this every practice, and apparently he's been up and down in practices. So you got to have more 
better practices than bad uh, to keep it keep it going to NFL. Uh, but this staff thinks he's worthy of being QB two, and I think some people need to trust that. Uh, that may end up being a bad decision. That's fair point. I think a lot of people <laughs> saying they know that's a bad decision now, frankly, are just being overreacted. I think majority are. Yes, he had a terrible preseason game. He threw picks. He doesn't know the full playbook. He probably doesn't even know the full preseason playbook. Uh, Is that on him? Yes, it is on him. He needs to learn that and learn it quicker. Uh, But just saying, like, he should be cut, and there's some people saying he should be cut. Like, this guy was drafted BQB2. I think he has more upside than that. I could be very wrong. The Rams could be wrong that he even could be a backup QB. Uh, but I think just wanting to drop a player because of three weeks, especially two bad public games, the first NFL yeah. snaps he's ever taken. Uh, like, and that's, and that's why I give him the benefit of the doubt. Like I said, I don't want him cut. I think he belongs on this team. I think he belongs on this roster. Um, and, and again, to, to kind of give him a little bit of, you know, maybe some cover, if you will, is like he wasn't playing. He didn't have the first string offensive line. He didn't have the first string receivers on his team, like on his side. Like he's dealing with the rookies who are also trying to prove themselves and trying to figure out what's going to work and what's not going to work. So I, I get it. I get it. Um, I just think he wasn't making smart decisions um, oh. last night. And I think that's I think that's where I'm coming from is I think that the Rams need to focus on trying to find someone who for again for this season or until you know Bennett is completely up up to speed on everything. Like I think for this season, I think we need to try to um get get another quarterback. Um, you know, you know, with the Trey Lance deal um going over to the Cowboys, the Cowboys are gonna probably have an extra QB. Um, to be able to to snag up, and he's been doing really well during this past uh, preseason game. So maybe it's something something to look at. So I don't know. Like I said, I'm I'm not anti Stenson Bennett, not at all. I think he is a quality quarterback. Uh, did I think we probably picked him a little too high in the draft? Sure, maybe that I, I do think that, but um, but in reality, I think he's he's going to make a spot. He's going to get a roster spot. Uh, but I really do think that they need to look at someone just in case something happens. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Try to find someone who has maybe a little bit more NFL experience to keep on the roster. I I just think like anyone you anyone you're gonna find that you can trade for is not gonna do anything for the long term of your franchise, and all it will do is take away snaps <clears throat> from Bennett. Uh, especially doing the scout team and stuff like that, where he can learn different schemes. He can learn different coverages and kind of learn from that uh, type of experience. So in my opinion, I don't think it does anything really for the team to find a veteran. Now, if Stafford gets hurt, different story, right? Uh, and people and Bennett comes in and rest their game. He throws like three picks different conversation at that point in time of what they should do. Uh, But for the most part now, uh, I think we got to just deal uh, with Benny and the growth pains of having a rookie. A lot of teams saw that this preseason. 
rookies are a little rough, and uh, the Rams haven't had one in a while at QB, so uh, going to have to get used to it this year. Sure, and if anyone's going to be able to, you know, put a rookie quarterback into a better spot, it's going to be Sean McVay. I mean, we we've seen him; he did that with Goff, um, and you know, he went from you know a terrible Goff's rookie season was awful. And then Sean McVay comes to town and, you know, we're, we're in the Super Bowl in year two. So I really think that it's just, it's something that he's going to have to learn. Um, my only problem is again, you know, if Stafford does for some, again, I'm really hoping that our offensive line just protects him and he's, he stays healthy this whole season, but we're playing the what if card. The what if card is if, if he does go down, then you're trying to find someone to come in and then learn all the playbook. And honestly, if we would have had, um, Mayfield sooner I think we probably could have won more games um if he was if he was acquired sooner than than we did get him so because he would have had more time to click with the team and 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 so on and so forth so that's kind of my position on it um but uh what do you what do you think about running backs you know we're we're we're, again Tuesday is coming just a two days away recording on Sunday night and um we're going to be cutting down to our 53 so Right now, the Rams seem to. I think we know who the pretty much the three that are going to be locked in. But do you think they're going to pick up a fourth? Uh, so do you want to talk about potential uh, trades or more like? Okay. Uh, do- we 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 had this argument on Twitter. I think we both had we <laughs> both know how we feel about the Jonathan uh, Taylor. Um, uh, yeah ordeal um, that's going down i don't think the colts are going to trade them i don't think they're going to find a partner that is going to be suitable for the colts um i think they're they're stuck in their first pick um mindset um and i i don't see jim or changing that mind so i think he will stay a cult because of that reason okay so let me start off with the fact that i think our running back room is missing a third running back um, I think Cam Akers will be really good. Uh, I think Ronnie Rivers is a suitable uh, potential third, but I'm still not completely sold on him. And then uh, they like Kyron Williams. I'm not fully sold. So like between Ronnie Rivers and Kyron Williams, I'd like combine them. I think we have a solid second running back, but I'm not. I'm not sure if Kyron and Ronnie. Uh, are it or not in the NFL. And if they are, I think that's a decent backfield. Uh, Do I think the Colts will trade Taylor? Yes. Do I think the Rams will get him and be hyper-aggressive like they have been in history? No, I do not think the Rams will trade for him. And I, I don't think the Rams are necessarily out to, like, throw picks at the Colts to get him. I think if it's the right situation, they will try to get him. And I think it makes sense. Uh, I know some fans are like, uh, roll their eyes, but we have seen a Sean McVay offense with a top five elite running back. And Taylor is that elite. Uh, He is a fantastic player and he would change this offense. Do I think Akers has potential to be a, Great running back, yes, in this league. Top 15. Uh, maybe at top 10, like number 10. Um, potentially, if he makes the jump and plays a full season, he could even be elite. But that's a lot of maybes. 
we know what Taylor is. And I think having him and Akers a single year, that would be a very, very uh, tough duo to go against pounding the rock over a full game. And both of them have big hit capability. Both have different styles. Both can catch out of the backfield. I just think that offense would be a lot of fun to watch. And I think it would be worth it if uh, the Colts end up going down. I think it's more a negotiating tactic. Again, this is a personal opinion of the Colts. I think they are more assuming they're going to get a second or third, probably around the third for them. Again, it's probably going to be a mute point. I don't think the Rams are going to trade a third for Taylor. I would. I think that would be worth that extra explosion into the offense. And people try to make the point, like, why would the Rams trade for this guy uh, when, you know, uh, they would have to pay for him and use picks? You're going to have to use a pick or pay for him irregardless for running back because Cam Akers is also a free agent. So you're either, after this year, you're either going to have to pay Cam Akers, you're going to have to tag him for the COVID year, which will piss him off. Like, let's be frank, guys. That's that's not going to be good for the locker room to force a running back into another year of but do you a contract. Think it's, but do you think it's good for a the locker room to bring Jonathan Taylor in to a Cam Akers locker, like to a Cam Akers running back room? They could, they could also trade Cam Akers to the Colts. They could. I, I don't see the Colts wanting that either. I don't – I. Again, I'm in. I'm. I'm still in the camp that Jonathan Taylor wants to get paid this season. He doesn't want to wait, and I don't think the Rams are going again. Just kind of how we went back with this whole uh, Dotson situation. I don't think the Rams are going to pay for unproven talent on their team. They want to see what he can do for their team, and if it was just pick him up, we're, we throw off a couple draft picks, and we're going to pick him up for this season. I would be. I would say yes. He is worth a third pick. He's even probably worth a second pick. I would be fine with that. But that's not what's going to happen. Jonathan Taylor is asking for a trade because he wants to get his value, and he thinks another team is going to get it. And I don't think at this time the Rams are going to be willing to to give him a contract before they see what's happening. And that that's again personal, um, but that's just. How I feel, I know a lot of people on Twitter kind of feel somewhat similar, or they just yeah. think it's a ridiculous ordeal in it of itself. Um, but, you know, two sides of your coin, whatever. Hey, if you guys feel strongly, if you're on Team Zach or Team Ashton, feel free. You can find us on, you know, X, Threads, Twitter, whatever you want to Instagram, find us and, you know, you tell us your opinion on that. That'll be another fun, lively conversation on Elon Musk's X. Yeah, we uh we really don't disagree a, a lot like here and there like on small things. So it's kind of fun, you know, the pull along those threads when we do find something me and you uh disagree on. Doesn't happen often. It makes good television. Um but yeah. I think I think the one light the one again another positive thing I think about this uh about preseason uh while we kind of end up on the running back situation is the fact that uh, Ronnie Rivers has actually done a really good job 
um, this preseason. Uh, he's been playing pretty much all the preseason games, and uh, he has been the the bright spot uh, for it. This, again, last night he really didn't have a whole lot to work with because the offense just was never on the field. Um, but, again, he he did have the most carries. Oh, well, he actually – he didn't have the most carries, but he did have the most yards out of all the ones who did carry. So um, I do expect him to to do well, um, you know, and maybe he he takes over, uh, you know, uh, RB2 spot over Kyron Williams. Just We're just going to have to see how things play out. But um, in my opinion, I yeah. do think Cam Akers is going to fight. If he's not going to get a contract with the Rams, he wants a contract somewhere else, and this is the year he has to prove himself. Um if he wants a contract and be a RB once at least somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I think other bright spot has been Ethan Evans. Uh, he, man, that guy can boom it. Uh, hearing some of the stories from training camp, uh, from Jordan Rodriguez. It sounds like we got a, a pretty good punter, Zach, a pretty good punter. I think that's kind of sad. We're, uh, there are a few other people I think that have done good in preseason, but punter being the main one, that's not what you typically like to hear. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Kair Thomas has uh, looked like he's done a few things to earn a roster spot. Uh, Cameron McCutcheon, uh, the cornerback, I think he could have maybe earned at least a practice squad, squad spot. He's He's been up and down, but I... I think he showed a little bit of promise. Uh, trying to think of other people, Zach. Uh, Allen didn't really do much. Uh, let's game. talk about um, uh, let's talk about the tight end uh, Davis um, or Davis yeah, Allen. Davis Allen? I, yeah. He he's had a really good preseason uh, turnout too. So I could expect. Ex- expect the Rams to either a maybe cut a tight end uh, and have a spot for him um, or they actually will have four tight ends. You think they're going to cut Hunter long? Mm, I don't know. I, I, I might think Bryson Hopkins. Um, no, they're not. Inter- kind of, they, they held him out. They wouldn't cut him. He's a starter. He hasn't played in preseason. Okay. But I think I think Davis has done a, an admirable job this preseason, and he he was a highlight at least in the last game. Um, there again, there were no highlights last game, last night's game against the Broncos. <laughs> I, I would say no the highlight. highlight would probably be uh, our quarterback causing a fumble off of his own Who, interception, but still couldn't get it back for us. Like, come on now! Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna force the fumble, at least get it back for us. Like, let's. Sorry, I'm gonna move yeah. on. Um, I think we it was a rough game, rough game. Yeah, it was a rough game. I think we've kind of talked about a lot of the, the, the positions that I think that we're, we're kind of looking for. Um, the one thing that's still going to be interesting is this wide receiver group. Um, I mean, obviously we kind of know who, who's going to be, uh, you know, the tops Cooper cup Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell. Um, I still think Puka Nukua is locked in as that. Um, so there's four spots there. Ben Skoranek um, didn't start. Ben Skoranek, it he didn't start, so you know he's, he's probably going to get a spot. Um, so there, there you got five. Um, I still think Demarcus Robinson. I'm I'm really high on uh, him. Um, 
I know he did not have a good preseason. Good at practices, but yeah, he did. And again, but he was also working more. I don't know how. I know he was working with Bennett, but like I've seen a lot of him passing to from Stafford. So I don't know yeah. how often he was playing on first team versus second team. Um, those are things that I. I mean, not being there, I can't. I can't really see, but. Um, but yeah, there's only going to be uh, so many spots. So I think, I you know, my boy think, Lance McCutcheon from last year is definitely, I think he's going to be cut. Yeah, he's going to get cut. Uh, I definitely think it's one of those things where they're going to go probably more with what they've seen in practices than what the public has seen. Like Tyler Johnson, I think he's really fought for a roster spot. Uh, he looks good. He looks prepared. I think he looks like he would be solid on the NFL field for us. It's just hard to imagine them going with him over. What do you make of that, Zach? Do you think uh, Johnson could squeeze out a spot and jump? I mean, he's if, if they're going to squeeze out a spot, I mean, it's either going to be – I think it's going to be – Demarcus Johnson or Robinson, if if he he's going to either take that spot or he's going to be cut. I don't know if they're going to pick up a seventh one just because I think they're going to need nah. that depth at um, in the defense. Because neither slot, of them so. going to play special teams, right? Like so, yeah, that's the only so. way I could imagine them holding a seventh as a special teamer. And neither of them have played it in the preseason, which you know. I, Demarcus Robinson kind of pegs me as more the style that Sean McVay would want. Uh, but who knows? Uh, I think that's going to be a critical decision. We'll uh, look out for that during cuts. Yep. Um, I'm just double checking to make sure that, you know, we haven't had any other crazy news that uh, has exploded in the last several weeks. But um <clears throat> Any other things that you want to see from the Rams this week? Any other uh, big cuts or, um, like you said, Tuesdays when they're going to slim everything down? Um, so, A, uh, Broncos released Kendall Hilton. Uh, he played QB for the uh, Broncos uh, during that COVID outbreak. You want that uh, second QB, Zach? Uh, you can get him in a wide receiver turned QB. Yeah, I'm. Uh, options. Options. There are lots options. of options. <laughs> we. There are a lot of options that we can go with right now. Um, uh, yeah, the Vikings traded low to New England, so it it looks like there's a decent amount of action going on. Uh, Rams got a new lineman, but. Uh, yeah, Zach, uh, happy that we made a trade if they felt like it was needed because I do not want to watch last year again. I do not want to watch 2019 again. Just give me a good line, and uh, hopefully Stafford can stay healthy. And it, even if we're losing every game 37-36, to 36, I'll at least be entertained and somewhat have to rewatch the Super Bowl run every four weeks so I don't completely cry myself to sleep uh yeah. but I think, I think that's the thing i think the rams fans are really they want to see something and they don't want to see a blowout they don't want to see a 41 to 0 
um, game. They they want to see a close game and they want to see a game that has some points. Again, if they lose, like you said, if they lose 36 to 33 or whatever, at least they tried. They tried really well. Um, and that's what we could ask for. And so maybe every game will be similar to our favorite 2018 game with against Patrick Mahomes. Um, and we could just have a back and forth battle royale where our defenses, well, our defenses actually were playing pretty well that game too, but, um, you know, we're just have this high, high scoring games every week. And, you know, maybe Rams fans will be, will be satisfied with that. Like, like the 22 lions, a team that's really good on offense. They lost a lot of games and they were, but they weren't miserable to watch. They had heart. They just kept on losing in crazy ways or like in ways that are predictable, uh, but like they were in every game. And I guarantee you Lions fans, of course, they don't want to lose, but at least that season wasn't completely like miserable football like last year was for us. That was miserable. I don't think we want to go through that again. So. Hopefully it's yep. entertaining. Hopefully so. All right. Well, if you guys have any thoughts about your 53-man roster, again, please find us. Check us out below. You can find our tags, obviously, below, or find us at, at East Coast Rams or your favorite social media of your choice. Well, Ashton, I think we're going to wrap it up on this week's episode of the East Coast Rams podcast. I say this week, but you know, 53 man roster cuts are coming. So maybe we may sneak something else in. We'll, we'll, we'll figure that out later, but we want to thank each and every one of you who continue to listen each and every week. Thank you so much for listening and following along and interacting with us on all the social media platforms. Um, Again, if you guys have any questions, uh, DM us on one of our platforms, or you can email us at feedback at eastcoastrams.com. Check out our website, eastcoastrams.com, to find us on every platform imaginable. Um, whether you listen to us on uh, your Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, your other favorite podcaster of choice, or you can watch us on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash at East Coast Rams, where you can see our beautiful, beautiful faces. Uh, Ashton, anything else you want to say as we wrap things up? We finished preseason. We got through the fake football, or kind of fake semi amateur 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 football wd amateur professional football well wait was it scripted wait is preseason scripted which one's scripted i'm really i they they wouldn't they wouldn't script the preseason they would more like throw the rookie writers on the preseason just Uh... be like play play around with that while we do the big boy stuff. How is it? And, scri- you know, how is it scripted? If we don't have, if we don't have writers, isn't there a writer strike going on? I, well, right. I think we're yeah. we're just going we're just going down the rabbit hole now. <laughs> yeah, because you, you know Denver, that small media market would never beat the big media market in the preseason with the writers. That's right. Well. We got some work to do. Got cut down to fifty-three man roster, so we're yep. gonna we're gonna get to it. We're gonna get our notes in to Sean McVay and Les Need right now, uh, so they can have our notes before they they prepare for Tuesday. And yeah, we will. I'm I'm talking to our source right now, and they are gonna get that in the fax machine uh, as soon oh, yeah. as we send it over. 
So got it. The fax machine. It's super right. secret it's sources. Right. I don't know. Somewhere over there. All right. We will catch you all next time, Ramley. Whose house? Ram's house.